Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city. Peace to the planet. This is another episode of the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. Good morning, Nashville. Have you heard of Black Man Vent today? My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebook. My name is Leon Davis, and I go by L Dog. And we're just thankful again to be uh, your podcast for this morning. And we're just thankful that you continue to support us with your listenership. And we're just also real thankful to be alive this morning because uh, with so much going on in the world today, it could have easily been the other way. So we're just thankful to see another Monday morning, a crisp, cold Monday morning. Cold for me because Nashville is cold. I'm not from north. I'm not from up north. So I know people in Chicago and New York, this ain't no big thing, but right. 50s and 40s, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to put the long johns on. Yeah, it's getting getting real brisk outside in Nashville, so get out you. Get out your, your, your windbreakers and your hoodies because it's definitely that time of year. But as Pop said, we want to thank you guys for your listenership and your support. Um, literally, guys, we uh, learned um, and you may have paid attention to our Instagram and Facebook postings these past couple of days that as a podcast with the help of many of you guys as an audience that have paid attention to us, yes. listened to us and shared all of our episodes Thanks to you guys, we have reached a thousand plays as yes. a podcast for Black Men Ventu. That's time and, for um, the clapper. Yeah, we got to we got to get a clapping uh, a clapping audio sound thrown in there. But again, Nashville, this is awesome. Um, we've been a podcast for a little bit over three months now, and to get a thousand plays, that literally means that 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 ears have heard and and the word has been spread around about hey, check this podcast out and listen to a Black Man Ventu. Day Nashville, we want to thank you. Yeah, and, and uh, with that milestone being met, we want to uh, set another milestone. We're going for 2000 now. Right, right, But we right. can't do it without you, Nashville. So continue to tell people about us, continue to spread yeah. the word, and continue to just support us in what we're trying to do with this message from the Black Man Vent 2. Yeah, again, we want to thank you guys, Nashville. A thousand plays that, um, you know, we're, we're humble about it, you know, above anything, because at the end of the day, as we tell everybody, it all started from a conversation in the driveway. Yes. So thankful to God. First things first, Nashville, and thankful to you guys for your support. Also, Nashville, we have ventured into allowing you guys to give us a little bit more feedback so we can be able to kind of communicate with with our audience as well. So we have two Google form documents that we've created over uh, this past week that one of the documents will allow you guys to give us direct feedback. Um, You can find the links on our Facebook page, Black Man Vent 2, and our Instagram page at Black Man Vent underscore 2. Um, you guys will be able to, again, give us feedback and just check out those different uh, links um, in regards to that. We also have another Google document for potential guests. If you want to be a part of our podcast, the Black Man Ventu podcast, we have a form that pretty much is almost almost like an application style, but it, it helps us get to know you. Um, so whoever you are and, and if you, again, want to be a part of the podcast and what we're doing in terms of serving black men one episode at a time, uh, check those two forms out in terms of the feedback form and the potential guest form. Um, again, and just um, thank you guys again for your support. But again, check those links out for those type of uh, those type of things. Pop. Yeah, and we need your feedback because we've even talked around and kicked around doing some either some episodes or some segments on some uh, Q&A. So you send yeah. us some questions, man, and send us some stuff that you want us to talk about, you want to vent about, and we'll even might even do uh, do some episodes where we just do a Q&A session or either we don't do some segments right. or we do some right. Q&A sessions. Right. Just a different way, Nashville, that the Black Man Vent 2 podcast wants to connect with our audience. We literally have had a thousand of you guys just clicking episodes. So nonetheless, we definitely want to get back with you guys, hear your feedback. And then again, if you want to be potential guests, click one of those two Google form documents on our Facebook page or our Instagram page as well, because they are both placed there. Um, Nashville, without further ado, again, we want to get into the content for today. This is the Black Men Ventu Podcast. Good morning. This is the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage in a Black Man. And we have a great special guest for you guys this Monday morning. Pops, as you say, your bagels, your donuts. Yeah, yeah. Get all that in, man, because this is going to be another great episode. So uh, tune in and get ready. Thank you. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today after the sponsorship segment break? We're getting right into the content for today.
And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back. Good morning to you guys again. This is Monday morning. This is your favorite podcast, the body, excuse me, your favorite podcast, Black Men Vent 2. This is the body mass index of relationships and marriage and a black man. And we do have a special guest on today's episode. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Again, Nashville, we want to thank you guys for coming. Um, won't hold you long in, in terms of our uh, intro because we know you guys want to get straight into the content. Um, I have a good friend of mine and um, we've gotten feedback. Uh, I know Pops may chime in on this a little bit. We got feedback from recent uh, listeners that we need to get away from the family and friends. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know if you want to dive into that a little yeah, bit. But. Yeah. You know, people have been saying that we, uh, we we got a lot of family and friends, which, which is a blessing. Thank right, God right, we got right. family and friends. Right. But right now, that's how we've gotten started. And we mm-hmm. really eventually start bringing in some other people that maybe we don't know personally. Right. But as of right. right now, we know so many people and we know their stories. And we just feel like that their story their story will be uh, interesting. But not only interesting, but, but, but will we... Be, it will be a story that will give men, black men, different options and give us another option. So, of course, we know a lot of black men. Right. So thank right. God for that. So that's when we coming with these first three or four seasons with basically people that we know. But we will eventually right. dive off into another lane. But right now, we're going to ride this lane for a little while longer. Definitely, definitely. And again, just Nashville, we thank you guys for being patient with us. And thank you guys again for just tuning in. And um, just just continuing to like and subscribe and uh, just share the different episodes that you've heard from family and friends that we brought on and um, essentially telling their story and allowing them to vent and get things off their chest. So without further ado, I have a good friend of mine. Um, We've been knowing each other, man, since diapers. I feel like Um, it's been a long, long, long relationship that I've had with this young man. And um, he's seen me at my best and he's seen me at my worst. Um, He's been a guy, man, that I can that I know for sure that I can talk to. just pretty much about anything. Um, I know he's had his ups and downs in life and stuff like that, but just to see where he's at now and doing what he does, just just from a personal note, um, I'm proud of him and I'm just proud of how he's carried himself and, and just continuing in his own way to mold and reframe and reshape what black men all, are all about um, today. And um, again, Nashville, this is a good friend of mine. Uh, welcome him in. And um, without further ado, presenting to some, introducing to some, presenting yeah. to others, my good longtime friend, my brother, Warren Thomas. Big dog, how are you doing this morning? Man, I am doing good. Thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir, man. Um, again, man, we just want to thank you for coming. And uh, Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today. Warren, do me a favor, man, and uh, let Nashville know, man. Um, I, I think you know how to cook. If, if I, if... Know, I get down a little bit. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. down a little bit. Tell, I don't. Tell us. I ain't Bobby bit. Flay or nothing like that. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> I do a little something, but it's not really me. It's really my mom. It's, yeah. I gotta, I gotta put it all on her. You yes, know, sir. she's the one that's. When I was little, I'd be in the kitchen right next to her. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, always yeah. her little helper, but she always brought me and my two brothers always along with her. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, it. you know, I'm cooking this. And mm-hmm. her motto was, because my mom was a single mom, raised, raised uh, me and my two brothers. Mm-hmm. Her motto was, when you guys move out, mm-hmm. if you guys ever, you know, in a relationship or anything, you got to know how to fend for yourself. You got to know go. how to cook. You got to know right. how to clean. You got to know right. how to do all those things. Right. Right. So right. she would just right. have us right there with us. Like, yeah. hey, okay, this how you clean. This how you cook. This is yeah. what you need to put in there. So yeah. that's kind of what got the ball rolling, honestly, Word. for me mm-hmm. to kind of just get in the kitchen with her and start kind of trying to learn now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still learning. There you go. But there I, I, go. I'm, I think I'm pretty good. Pretty good. And man, with, with that experience and with that story, man, uh, share with Nashville, you have um, or you're partnering rather with your mom, your, your brother and your family on a restaurant, man. Tell Nashville a little bit about your restaurant. Yeah, man. The Pepper Pot. So, I mean, if y'all have already heard of us, we've been open since last year, uh, July. Mm-hmm. And it's it's my mom, Karen, and my, my older brother, Zeke. Mm-hmm. It's them two. They're spearheading the whole thing. You know, they've been, yeah. we're cooking out of, uh, it's a ghost kitchen concept. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if y'all okay. are familiar with where Charlotte is, 4611 mm-hmm. Alabama Avenue, that's where they're located. Okay. Only okay. for, it's right now, it's pickup, delivery, and uh, takeout. So, gotcha. you know, they're on gotcha. Uber Eats, gotcha. on DoorDash, on all the major components. Right. Yeah. The website, thepepperpot.com. Yeah, Instagram, thepepperpot. Uh, the mm-hmm. Two T's at the end. Yeah. Um, okay. But it kind of started from a passion from my mom. You mm-hmm. know, she... Mm-hmm. Growing up, she was always in the kitchen with her dad and her mom, and she's yeah. from Guyana, yeah. and yeah. they had yeah. that 
their food business back home. Yeah. And yeah. her biggest thing was when she came to America when she was 12, 13 years old, she mm-hmm. always said, you know, I want to bring the food and the things that I tasted when I was a kid, I want to bring that to America. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, put that in people's bellies. Right, right. right. And then when we moved to Nashville right. when I was one in 97, yeah, we yeah. moved here in 97. When we moved yeah. here, she was like, you know, there wasn't a market for it. Right. So, okay. you know, she okay. just kind of started to get into it. She would cook out of the house, yeah. do little catering mm-hmm. orders. Mm-hmm. And then we had a food truck. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she had to step away for personal reasons, mm-hmm. get herself kind of back on track. Mm-hmm. And her and Zeke, like last year, we I remember we sat down. We had a family meeting. And he was like, hey, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and he jumped in full fledged. Yeah. And he's yeah. been doing everything I I help her I go help out on days I can help out in the kitchen but it's really him and her hand in hand and they're man they're doing they got some big things coming I'm so proud of them man that's That's awesome yeah that's great man it's just always good to hear black businesses doing good man and 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 people having a a dream black people having a dream and 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 seeing the dream through man and 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 since we on this season of relationship and marriage I hear you talking about the relationship between you and your moms, man. Mm-hmm. So, and you and your bro- your mom and your brothers and all this. So, yeah. how's the relationship in the business as far as just family, but working the business also? How is that, man? So, it, I mean, it's tough because you know, family. You, you you argue the most with family, yeah. but the thing about the <laughs> the thing I respect about them is uh, my mom and my brother. Me, and my mom is funny. Me, and my mom have the same birthday. Okay. But we're wow. yeah, we are completely different people. Like I'm more of the outgoing, like we're completely <laughs> different people. Wow. But yeah. you know, when I'm working with her in the kitchen, you mm-hmm. know, it's it we we're locked in. We're like, hey, you know, we, we gotta we gotta provide a good good food to these folks out here. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of that's yeah. the that's the common goal at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. serving and, others. Yeah, yeah, serving others. Uh-huh. That's really what it is. Uh-huh. And my brother, since he's been in, you know, he he was a manager at Brooks Brothers, he he he's mm-hmm. been in customer service. Mm-hmm. His biggest thing is, you know, I want to make sure we already know the food is on point. Right. But what we're going right. to kill him with is the customer service. That's yeah, always yeah. what he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. He always says, you know, yeah, customer yeah. service is the biggest That's thing. That's what people coming back. That's yeah, always yeah. what, yeah. why people go yeah. to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's the my pleasure. Come it's on, the, man. hey, you yeah. know, on, you know, yeah. people say yeah. Chick-fil-A and Publix, they treat you better than their own family do. Literally. So, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the same thing, you know, we want to do. Yeah, it sucks. That's kind of the same thing we want to do. You know, we want to change the narrative because, you know, a lot of times when people think of black businesses, they always think, oh, you know, they don't answer the phone. It's a bad experience experience when you go yeah. and we want to change yeah. that so yeah. yeah that's kind of where it came from man right. i like that man right. changing the narrative because like yeah. you said now i hate to say this but when i go to these other chicken places and i ain't gonna even talk about them mm-hmm. their yeah. service is nothing compared to chick-fil-a man, exactly. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and like yeah. you said Publix man they treat you like you're a king or queen mm-hmm. and they might not think that you're a king or queen but they're gonna treat, treat you, you like, like you're a king yeah. or queen man but yeah. uh i like That's what true. you said changing the narrative man so since we again we're in this relationship and marriage so tell me man and i'm gonna flip it a little bit mm-hmm. how can we change the narrative in the black male being the male that he needs to be in a relationship with the black sister. Mm. How can we change that narrative? Because it's not looking good right, right. now. Mm-hmm. The numbers ain't looking good. So mm-hmm. how are we going to change that, man? Because I know you in a relationship mm-hmm. or you've been in some relationships. So from your experiences, man, how can we change that narrative from, from a young man's point of view? So I think the biggest thing how we can change the narrative is holding each other, like us as black men holding our other black men accountable. Mm-hmm. Wow. So mm-hmm. if... Mm-hmm. Jonathan comes to me and say, hey, you know, he's in a relationship. Him and his girl is arguing. Mm-hmm. I need to hear both sides of the story. And I need to say, OK, well, hey, listen, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you OK, I understand why you're mad. Uh-huh. But yeah. this is probably why she's mad as well, too. Yeah. And if he's wrong, sometimes as friends, you may not want to tell your friend, hey, you wrong. Yeah. But yeah. as a as a yeah. black man, you yes. got to be able to take that constructive criticism and say, hey, you know what? You're wrong. This is where I think you could have done better. Yes. And just give advice. I think that's what it is. Holding each other accountable. Man, you yeah. said something real yeah. key. Yeah. Me and my wife had to learn this. Learn this. Mm-hmm. One time we had a situation in our family where a couple was in a in a in a in a, in a squabble, mm-hmm. and one came and told us her side of the story, mm-hmm. and we went with it. Right. And come to find out later that it wasn't all what we thought it was. It was just the perception that she gave us. Mm-hmm. You said something mm-hmm. big then. Yeah. Always get both sides of the story, man, because mm-hmm. one side of the story will give you a one-sided perception, and next thing you know, you got a one-sided storm, and it shouldn't be like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be like yeah, that, exactly. man. So I think that is real key what you just said. So with that being said, 
how do have you ever had a situation where you told a brother he was wrong and he didn't like it? Oh yeah, mm. for sure. Because mm. uh, I've had friends that you know I've told them like, hey, you know that that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I had yeah. friends and you know I, like y'all said I I could speak freely. Mm-hmm. I've had friends like. Mm-hmm. Little things for me, and I'll give y'all an example. Mm, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I had a friend who he had a kid, and he mm. wasn't taking care of his responsibility. Mm. I told him straight up, like, hey, I'm not, mm. I don't want to be, I got two kids. I got a son, I got a daughter. Mm-hmm. There you go. I can't yeah. associate with myself with anybody that's not going to, you know, handle their responsibility. Yeah. And he didn't take yeah. away. He was like, oh, you know, you, you don't know the situation. I'm like, well, you know, what I see is I don't see you, even if I don't know the situation, because my situation with both of my, the mother of my children is tough. Yeah. Even if I don't know the situation, right. you know, you kind of got to try to figure it out. Yeah. It's yeah. not what you're doing. It's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. So even if, you know, she's mm-hmm. going to keep you from your kid or yes. anything like that, yes. you know, you just got to make put in some type of effort. Yeah. That's really yeah. what it's about. Yeah. So just little yeah. things like, yes. you know, being able to say, okay, well, hey, listen, if I'm going to hold you accountable. I expect you still to do the same thing for me. Exactly. If I do exactly. something wrong, you know, exactly. I need you to come out and say, "Hey, Warren, you you probably shouldn't do it that way." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. I agree, man. It's mm-hmm. um, essentially mm-hmm. everything should be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I'm hearing, and I don't know how how both of y'all feel, man. But I don't know if this is just a black male thing, a black female thing, or just a cultural thing. We do not like to hear when we're wrong. No. And I, I, it's one thing that even in my relationship, mm-hmm. I, I try to uh, share with my girlfriend that instead of me saying, well, you're wrong because of this, or it's her telling me I'm wrong because of this, let us allow ourselves to hold each other accountable yes. and, and, and give ourselves that, that, that leeway to say what we're going to do better mm-hmm. instead right. of just continuing to say, you wrong, you wrong, you wrong, I'm mm-hmm. wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with knowing that you're wrong, but it's what you do after that, I mm-hmm. think, that's, what, exactly. that's what's the turning mm-hmm. point, so to mm-hmm. speak. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, and you know, and I know y'all... I'm I'm married. Y'all in relationship trying to hopefully trying to get to that point. But right. even in a marriage, man, it comes to some points, man, where we don't agree on everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She might have an op- opinion and I might have an opinion. But one thing I've learned, man, is that in conflict resolution, man, we learned this in a church setting. You have to always ask yourself. What could I have done to make that situation better? Not that. blaming them, right? Because right. yeah, they probably right. got some situation where they right. might not be, they might be wrong. Right. But what did I do to make the situation worse? Right. And what could I have done yeah. to make it better? Right. And each person, if if each person on both ends, male and female, would take that approach, man, we stop having so many squabbles. You're gonna have some squabbles because mm-hmm. you got male and female, so they're gonna have some squabbles. But right. it there wouldn't be as many. And there's so much having our divorce rate the way it is and domestic violence and all this old crazy stuff, man, in our community that needs to stop, man. It's got to stop. And Mm -hmm. some things that you've said, both of y'all have said just here in the last 10 minutes, is some things that we all need to take an accountability, be accountable on in in relationships, man. Well, man, I'm going to dig into a real deep venting question, man. (laughs) It's one that I've asked uh, the most recent guest, man. When was your first heartbreak? Who? First heartbreak. Oh, how man. did you take it? How did you take it? When you, when you Do high school heartbreaks count? I think so. Yeah, man. Man. You know, it hurt, didn't it? I mean, it hurt, but I don't, I don't know if I, if, if, you know, yeah, I say high school. I was like, but see, you know, I was busy in high school. Like, you know, I was DJing. That's when I first had started DJing, kind of getting out and, you know, seeing people. Yeah. And, man, it's funny because most of folks that, I'm going to say a name because, you know, I'm just, y'all know I am. Uh, <laughs> most of my friends that really know me, they know I used to date this girl named Diamond. And she used to play with me. Like, she literally used to play with me all the time. And they, like, I, I'm a lover boy. That's, that's bad. But, I mean, so what? That's, I'm, I'm a lover boy. But, yeah, she just used to play with my head, man. And then one day, I just had to say, you know, man, I just got to stop messing with this girl, man. I just got to leave her alone. And, man, I was heartbroken over her for, like, three, four months. I thought I was, I thought the world was finna end. I mean, me being a junior in high school, I'm like, man, the world finna end, man. I lost my girl. She looked good. I ain't nobody else out here. Man. It was so many yeah, girls. I could yeah. just turn down the hallway, look at another girl, yeah, man. Yeah, and it would have yeah, been it, there's yeah. another girl right there. But yeah, yeah, that was that was my first heartbreak. And it wasn't even that she probably did cheat on me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm be realistic. I was probably doing my own thing too. Right. right but right. It was only because she had did it first. So it goes back to what you were saying <laughs> when you was like, you know, we would do stuff just for retaliation. Yes, yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, but at me being 15, 16 years old, I don't yeah, understand yeah. that. Right. I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Right. We just yeah. a high school relationship. Even if I did think I was gonna marry that girl, exactly. Like, it, exactly. That was just yeah. a high school exactly. relationship. That was my Both first probably heart. That was my first heartbreak <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's it's funny because again, man, we we <laughs> why do we do that? I don't know. In terms of yeah, you yeah, I, I know she might be cheating on me, or I'm thinking it. So so yeah, I'm gonna do my little dirt too over here, little yeah. bit, you know. I don't know, I don't know what that is about about the the, the black men that we yeah. we 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 kind of fumble infidelity, yeah. you know, so to speak, man. I, I'm gonna ask you, man, if that's okay, man. Can you speak on that, man? Have you played offense and defense in that realm in terms of you know what I'm saying that if you have the notion to give us that type of information. Nashville, again, have you heard a black man vent today? Um, yes and no. Okay. I'm, I'm a, okay. I, I put it that way. So, yes, I have in a in a sense where when I was younger, mm-hmm. I would always think, like, I think the reason why I would do things like that would mm-hmm. be just because, okay, well, hey, listen, I just need to keep it in my back pocket just in case yeah. if she did do something, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. good about myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as yeah. I got yeah. older, I just realized my older brother, Zeke, mm-hmm. and he's he's pivotal in my life. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. up to him like a mentor. He love mm-hmm. him to death. Mm-hmm. He just told me, like, he was like, you know, ain't no point in wasting nobody's time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, if if yeah. you just there's no point of you having to lie and cover yeah. stuff up. Just walk away mm-hmm. yeah. and just go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once I understood that, yeah. my senior year in high school, I was like, man, you know what? Mm-hmm. It changed my perspective on how I looked at relationships. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's, it's tough though. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you yeah. don't think like yeah. that at 15, 16 years old. You're not nah, thinking nah, like that. You nah, have nah, no nah, reason nah. to. Yeah, you ain't got nah, no responsibility. Nah. Yeah, you ain't got yeah, nothing yeah. to do. You, you don't have anything to think not about. Serious, really. You're not serious. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's really what it was yeah. for me. Well, let me ask you this, man. Because see, it takes some maturity too to be committed in a relationship. So. Which you say you have two kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two different baby mamas. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Did you think in both situations that they was going to be the one that you was going to spend your life with? So no. So the first, so my first child, Christina, that's my daughter. She was with uh, a girl that I was just, you know, kind of just messing around with. Funny. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you know, fool around. Yeah. No, yeah. just doing whatever. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Funny. Funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Uh, And then the second one, it was with a girl that I was dating in high school. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of just one of those things where, you know, just, you know, one night, something happened, whatever. But at no point in time did I want to be with either one. Well, let me let me step back. Mm -hmm. The first one, no. Mm -hmm. And I and I tell people this all the time, Mm -hmm. man. Uh, like my second one, mm. that's who I thought I was gonna be mm. with, cause mm. that was me and her started dating like my senior year in mm. high school. Mm. We had dated for like two years after that, mm. broken up, been on and off. You kind of know where you've yeah, been with yeah. somebody, just been on and off, yeah. just being funny basically. Mm. And after she had told me that you know she was having a kid, like a couple months, I, I asked yeah. her, cause at the time I was wasn't really dating anybody. Yeah. I asked, her, I was yeah. like, hey, you know, do you want to try to work it out? Cause I thought, you know, well, maybe we should try to work it out for for the kid. For the child. Yeah. She said right. no. Yeah. From wow. then, I washed my hands. I said, all right, well, hey, wow. we're gonna do this co-parenting thing, yeah. regardless whether you want me in his life or not. Yeah. I'm gonna be there. Yeah. My dad yeah. wasn't in my life. I can't continue to build the same. Yeah. I can't Come do on. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just can't. I gotta yeah. be there. Even I if I, even there. if I only see my my son one or two days a week. Yeah. It's still me making that effort yeah. to me to yeah. be in his life because I feel like yeah. every every son yeah. needs his father. Mm-hmm. Every Most single yeah, and just like every yeah. mom, every daughter needs her mom. Yeah. Every yeah. I think just having two parents in in a kid's life mm-hmm. yeah. it helps that kid in yeah. some type of way because you Definitely. can see two different perspectives. Right. Right. So yeah, Definitely. so I mean, if yeah. I could have. Love my kids now. If mm-hmm. I could have went back and did it, I would have probably not probably. I would have done it the correct way. There you go. And we know what the correct way there is. You, go. you know, there you go. got married, mm-hmm. did that yeah. thing, did mm-hmm. all of that first. Mm-hmm. Right. But you right. know, sometimes the mistakes, and I'm not let me not say mistakes. But I never look at my kids like mistakes. Right. Right. The yeah. choices no. that right. we make yeah, choices, yeah. makes yeah. us into the person and the man that we are today. Yeah. So. So too. Well said. So, so yeah. you saying well you learn from all of that? Learn from all of it. Yeah. So now yeah. moving forward, mm-hmm. do you want to get married? Of course. 
Yeah. I'm married yeah. girl I'm dating now, probably. Right. Not even probably. Let me not say probably because she's going to hear this. Very <laughs> good old Kayla. Yeah. Love me some Kayla. Speaking yeah. of, man, speaking of, and I um, I just give my little tidbit, man. I, I love Warren and, and his, his boo. You know what I'm saying? I, I love both of them, man. I had time, uh, Nashville, to spend some time with them, man. And, and sometimes you can just see when two people are made for each other. And um, I just truly believe that Warren and Kayla, man, are just that, man. So give Nashville, man, a little bit of uh, background, man, on um, on uh, K Pudding, as, oh, as, as, as you call it. And, uh, and just let us know, man, how, how is essentially, answer this question for me. Your girlfriend now, what makes her different than the previous? And how sure are you that this is the one? So, I'm the first thing after I had kids, because both my kids are three, they about mm. six, seven months apart. Mm. So, mm. the first mm. thing after I had my kids, the first thing I always said was, you know, the next person that I date, mm. um, I want them to love kids. Mm. I want yeah. them to have a relationship with kids. Right. Mm. And right. Kayla didn't even notice it. How we started, how I met her was we were working together. Mm. And I would mm. just, like, as I'm very observant. Yeah. So, I would yeah. see how she would be when... A kid would come in, like a little a kid my uh, yeah. kid Zion's age or a yeah. kid Christina, and she yeah. would just light up. Yeah. Like she loves kids. Yeah. Like, wow. and when I seen yeah. that, I was like, okay, well, that was the first. Well, first thing was, she, she, I thought she was beautiful. There you go. The second thing was, I seen that. Okay, well, hey, she has a love for kids. And then yeah. as I got to know her, and as we started to be friends, yeah, and yeah. that's how it started off. It really yeah. started off as, okay, well, hey, listen, I'm gonna build a friendship, and that's something a that friendship. I had never done. A friendship. It was yeah, always yeah. in June and yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. You know, I, you know, like I know. we would go in. Sometimes <laughs> you, know you go into relate, go into something thinking, okay, well, hey, listen, yeah, I mm-hmm. want this girl to be my girlfriend, or I mm-hmm. want her to do this, mm-hmm. but you never get to know a person. There you go. So there it would just go. be little things. Like I would. Mm-hmm. We we lived five minutes down the road from each other, so mm-hmm. I would you mm-hmm. know plant to see, hey, what you doing tonight? Yeah. Well, hey, you want? Can I come over? Can yeah. we chill? Yeah. And it was just really us chilling. Yeah. Hey, you want to go to the movies? You yeah. want to do this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. gradually, mm-hmm. um, me and her, mm-hmm. we both like because I was still talking to other people, and so was she. Right. right. Gradually, we and both said, understood. and that was understood. That was understood. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, she was yeah. uh, the one thing I respect was the honesty. Like mm-hmm. she told me, she's like, "Hey, Warren, I am." I was like, "Hey, I am too." Yeah. And yeah, but yeah. as we kind of got a little more serious, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I never forget it was we were driving to my friend Destiny's birthday party. I looked over at her, mm-hmm. and this was like a month and a half after us talking. I was like, "You know, you're gonna be my girlfriend, right?" I just mm-hmm. want you to understand that. Mm-hmm. And she busted out laughing, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she was like, "Ah, oh, Warren, I don't know." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. I just yeah. I knew I had to get over her just being. Uh, looking at my height, you know, a lot, a lot of girls want to date a guy that's six three. You know, I, I'm tall, so a lot of girls want to date somebody that's just like super tall. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if I could get her to get over the height, yeah. the biggest thing for me that made her know that made me know she was the one was the yeah. love for kids yeah. and. Yeah. How she just carried herself like mm-hmm. she carries herself like a woman. She does, right? She does. So yeah, right. so that's good. Cool. Hey man, I, I, I'm enjoying <laughs> this so far, but we had to take a little segment break, and definitely, then after we take definitely. this little segment break, we'll be right back with my man Warren, man. And uh, yeah. I'm enjoying this. This is cool. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? This is the body mass index of relationships and marriage in a black man with my good friend Warren Thomas. Stick with us after this segment break. We're going to get right back into the content. Good morning to you guys again, Nashville. Good morning. We want to thank you for your listenership, your support, and thank you for tuning in to the Black Man Ventu podcast. Good morning. This is an episode of the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage in a Black Man with Warren Thomas. We want to take some time to bring you guys a special segment break. Previously visiting segments that we've had in our past episodes, This is the BMVT Black Sports First, where we try to highlight the first blacks to do amazing tasks and achievements in their respective sports. And today we're going to learn about Donald Igwebuike. That's Donald Igwebuike, Nashville. He is the first Nigerian soccer player to be turned into a star NFL kicker. Let's hear about Donald Igwebuike 
on today's segment. Igwe Buike, which means strength is unity in his native Igbo, was born in Enugu, Nigeria in 1960. Soccer was his first passion, and he played throughout Nigeria at a junior level. His childhood friend, Obed Ariri, moved to Clemson University in South Carolina to play soccer and recommended Igwebuike to his coach. Igwebuike soon joined Clemson on a soccer scholarship. He first experienced American football while helping Ariri, who had become the school's kicker, prepare for the NFL draft in 1981. As a former midfielder, Igwe Buike also took up kicking before replacing his NFL-bound friend as the Clemson kicker on the team. Just two years after hearing about the sport and mistaking it for rugby, Igwe Buike changed his soccer scholarship to one for American football. He went on to start every game for the rest of his Clemson Tigers career. After four years of college, Igwebuike was picked in the 10th round of the 1985 NFL Draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In Florida, Igwebuike had to battle for the kicker spot with childhood friend Ariri. He won. Igwebuike proved to be more than a decent kicker, recording 22 out of 32 field goals in his rookie year, including three kicks at 50-plus yards, which was tied for first that season. After five years in the NFL, Igwebuike became the Buccaneers' all-time leading scorer. He became a fan favorite in Tampa because of his infectious nature and kicking exploits, but moved to the Minnesota Vikings in 1990. After his football career, Igwebuike settled in Maryland, establishing roots in the state's wide Nigerian expat community. He launched a kicking academy and became chairman of the Nigerian Soccer League. Nashville again, this has been a segment break introducing to you guys Donald Igwebuike the Nigerian soccer player who turned to be a NFL kicker. Nashville, again, we want to thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your support. This has been a segment break. BMVT Black Sports First. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? Let's get back into the content. Nashville, just like that, just like that, we are right back. We're right back. Good morning to you guys again this Monday morning. This is the Black Men Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. We're coming to you guys again. The Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage in a Black Man with Warren Thomas. Pops, give us a good icebreaker question to kind of lead us into this uh, new segment that we got going. I like what he said earlier in the in the previous uh, uh, first half about mm-hmm. black men have to be in their child's life regardless of the situation with the mothers. Mm-hmm. With, you, with you being in a situation where you got two different mothers, how challenging is that, man, and how is the relationship with those mothers? Uh, I mean, it, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why it's challenging is is really just because, you know, having two different kids with two different women, they're yep. two different people. Yes. Yep. So the yep. way I have to talk to one of my baby moms and the way I have to talk to, uh, to, to the other one is two different. different. Mm-hmm. And they're yep. different in ages as well, too. Mm-hmm. One's older, one's younger. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. how I have to talk with them. Mm-hmm. Little things like me having to go pick them up. Mm-hmm. One of my my daughter, she lives in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Wow. Mm-hmm. My son, she lives in my son, he lives in Madison. Mm-hmm. I live in Bellevue. 
So it's like Darn. gas. You gotta have a good car. Y'all wanna yeah. talk about y'all wanna yeah. talk about an expensive trip? Yeah. The gas station. That 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 yeah. So it's Man. little things like that. Yeah. Or yeah. you know, schedules. Like yeah. uh my daughter, mm-hmm. she has autism. So she mm-hmm. goes to uh there's an autism mm-hmm. school in uh, right by Opry Mills. Okay. So you know, she has yeah. she's on a set schedule. Yeah. And then yeah. with me yeah. working, I think that's the most difficult part of, of the relationship yeah. between like us. It's like, okay, well, hey, finding out where, okay, well, hey. I can still get time in with both of them yep. and get yep. that quality time in. That's the toughest part. Yeah. That's yeah. the hardest yeah. part. But yeah. uh what makes it a lot easier mm. is you know just being trying to be respectful mm-hmm. of what they have going on of mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. but also them being respectful of what I have going on. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. a lot of yeah. times yeah. mothers mm-hmm. think okay well hey listen they have what's in the best interest of their child. Definitely. Which yeah. and I'm okay with that yeah. but a child is 50 50. Mm-hmm. So if I have okay. an input, my input is just as important as yours. We yeah. can always come together and With say, okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so it comes yeah, back yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what makes it tough yeah, because yeah. I'm not in a relationship with either one of them. Because yeah. right. like you, right. and I'm pretty sure you can speak on it, you have two kids, mm-hmm. you're with your wife. Yep. If mm-hmm. you, when you were raising Jonathan, mm-hmm. uh, if your wife said something like, hey, you know, I think we should do it this way. Y'all could come back and say, okay, well, hey, listen, this is what you think. And y'all, if she's all the way in Spring Hill and we're texting, we know how things can get caught up in text yeah, or be misconstrued. Yeah, yeah, so it's true. a lot different. Yeah. So that's, I think so that's true. what the toughest thing is. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm hearing, though, and I appreciate that from you, man, because I know, again, it can be challenging having two different ladies, man, two different babies and one of them think you're doing more for the other one than you're doing for yep. this one, man. Yeah. And, and you didn't yeah. have this one this time, but you had this one three days, you had this one one day. I know yeah. that can be tough, man. I know it's mm-hmm. probably been some tough times doing all that. Mm-hmm. But what I never heard you do, and you hadn't done it yet, is you're not making excuses, man. Mm-hmm. And brothers, man, we got mm-hmm. to stop making excuses, man. If you got a child, be in the child's life at all costs, man. Right. And if the woman don't allow you to be in the child's life, do the best you can, and the child will figure it out sooner or later. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The child will figure it out. But you as a man got to do all you can to be in that child's life. So with all of that yeah. being the way it is right now, your young lady that you have right now, mm-hmm. so does she want any kids? Who? Oh. So yeah, I, I gotta I gotta figure out a way to make a million dollars, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I think she want like three, so that's gonna put me at five. I know, right? Well, she want she want at least one. She said the most she would do is three, but she wants at least one. So even if and, and that's one thing I always say now. And and the one thing I love about Kay is, you know, she isn't pressuring me. Mm-hmm. We're about the same age. Her birthday Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, her birthday was yesterday. There you go. So happy mm-hmm. birthday mm-hmm. Uh, to her. So, mm-hmm. but we know that hey, we want to do it the right way, as right. I say. Right. You know? there you right. go. Get married. Right. There you go. Take right. take our time. Enjoy us first. Yeah. yeah. And then she has yeah. a relationship with Zion. Mm-hmm. She has a relate. She loves Christina. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. yeah. So that that's mm-hmm. what that makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a cheat code for her mm-hmm. because going into a relationship mm-hmm. as a woman, you don't know how somebody's going to be as a father. That is you true. really don't. That's true. So with her, That's she true. gets to see you firsthand. See yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. I know yeah. he's going to be a good dad to my mm-hmm. kids yeah. if I have one because I see mm-hmm. him with kids that, you know, he's not even with. I know mm-hmm. he's going to love my kids just as much as she would love theirs. Yeah. So she yeah. she kind of gets, she, it's a perk for her because, yeah. you know, hey, you don't have to worry about that. You right. know, even if we, even if me and her was to have a kid, get a divorce, break up, whatever, yeah. She knows that I'm gonna be in our kids' life no matter what. So yeah, yeah. say all the same. The the biggest That's thing, good. man, that That's I good. that I see from one Nashville man is whether you got one kids, two kids, red kids, blue kids, like Dr. Seuss. At the end of the day, man, he's there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing, and that is the biggest stereotype that black men mm. get not only in Nashville, but all across these United States, is that when you see an ounce or a crumb of a man not being in his child's mm. life, mm. you're gonna hear about it. Oh, yeah. You know, you're going to hear about it, man. Sure. You're going to hear about it. And it's one of those things, man, where even in the situation Warren's in, he has to be able to get these things off his chest and mm-hmm. release anything that he may have, man, because I'm sure, it, Warren, you don't want your kids, man, to see you, nah. you know what I'm saying, down and stuff like that. And see, sure. and what's so wild is I got a funny story because I remember I was talking talk, uh, talking to this one chick about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. 
she had came at me and she was like, hey, you know, so I heard you don't take care of your kids. I heard. So I, I was like, okay, yeah. cool. So I said, yeah. step back. I was like, well, you don't know me. I said, you know, That's we it. just started talking. It's only been a month. That's it. And yeah. she, so she asked me and, and people go on my Instagram, the DJ official. I don't mm-hmm. post my kids on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. But if you go through my phone, I have four or 500 pictures of my kids in my phone. Yeah. Because okay. for me, like, I and I and it's not anything against it. Mm-hmm. Like I post my kids mm-hmm. and my close friends because I want mm-hmm. my friends and my close friends and family to see that. Most I want y'all to see y'all, 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 y'all like Junebug. You know, yeah. he he sees Zion whenever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she thought because I don't post my kids on social media like they a trophy. I'm not there in my kid's life. Wow. Got you. And I'm like, wow. so got you. I had yeah. to go ahead and cut that yeah. off and be done with that. Because yeah. it's like, you think just because I'm not posting my kids that I'm not in my kid's life. Nah, it's not. Yeah. Everybody does everything for social media. No. Yeah. That's not. The, yeah. I can't raise my yeah, kid yeah. on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what's yeah. so wild because mm-hmm. people will create a perception of you yes. because of what you post or because of some of the things you I say. I know you're right, brother. Yeah, I it's know tough. You're right. And what you said, so we've been, we've been, we really been trying to preach and teach yeah. against that man mm-hmm. on a lot of our podcasts mm-hmm. is people have to stop stereotyping brothers according to what you Based see on TV, yeah. what you see on Instagram, yeah. Snapchat, Facebook, and whatever other medium is out there. Mm-hmm. You have to stop uh, stereotyping brothers as being like all brothers are like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you think about it. Just think about it for a minute. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV because I'm a sports man. I'm looking at sports. Oh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you look at shows, you don't see too many shows on TV that depicts a black man as being a strong brother, taking nope. care of his business. If it is, it's jokey-jokey. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, but it ain't true. no real situation where you see bros doing that. So then you get the world thinking, that's where all black men are. Yep. No, yeah. that ain't the way yeah. all of us are. That's what that young lady was doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she yeah. was doing, man. Yeah. And just with, with that one, man, what is your outlook, man? Because, you know, we, we met each other, man, in middle school. So fifth grade, sixth grade, man, we thinking about recess and lunch and PE. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't thinking about social media, which at the time then, you had MySpace and little stuff like yeah. that, man. So, said all that to say, how has the social media platform and platforms changed the our generational outlook on what relationships should be? I think it's created um, goals for mm-hmm. other people. So, you know, everybody mm-hmm. always put post relationship, relationship goals, goals, or they yeah. always posted yeah. something, mm-hmm. and it's like. You don't know those people's struggles. Come on, man. You see what you see. And, and it, it's funny yeah. because I see, I forgot who said this, but somebody was like, nobody's going to post when they're not doing good on, on, on Instagram. <laughs> right. Nobody's going to post like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Help <laughs> yeah. me out. Like, but everybody's going to post right. their it's highest true. moments. Yeah, it's true. So it's like, you yeah, know, for the, it, now, if you're true. saying, okay, hey, I want that to be goals because, oh, okay, well, hey, they look cute. Like, they mm-hmm. matching outfits. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Mm-hmm. But you don't know if them people happy. That's right, man. They're, that's, that's the that's perception right. they, they're putting out for y'all. Yes, like, yes, oh, yeah, yes. we're happy. Yes. He could be beating her up behind doors oh, or she could be cheating. You do not know what's going on. Right. So one that's thing true. that I've always said is, you know, you can't look at anybody else's like I this is my motto. Mm. Like what you eat, not gonna fill me up. Oh man. Mm. So mm. if yeah. you yeah. what makes you happy right. may not make me happy. That's right. That's so right. I can't say that's, that's goals right. because yeah. I need to work on what my goals are. Well, there what's go. my goals with my with with there the woman I want to be with? Yeah. What are go. your goals? Okay, well, hey, let's make our goals and let's let's plan a way to get there. Most let's not look at Most India and, and Dirk or let's not look yeah. at right. Will and Jada look at yeah. somebody else and say, Okay, well, hey, that's who I want to be like. Please don't look at Will and Jada right now. It's a lot, man. Going through a lot. So, yeah, yeah. Please don't look at Will help and Jada, him. But, uh, Let's help him. But no, right. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah. no, it, 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 it's it's so true, man. I mentioned this in a recent episode that we did on this season. That one pet peeve that I have is when people post that these are their relationship goals, not mm-hmm. necessarily knowing the foundation of their relationship, right? And not knowing what's going on behind this phone screen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's big. And mm-hmm. pops, I don't know if you wanted to touch on this a little bit, man, because I know back in in the day, you know, so to speak, y'all didn't have social media. No, yeah, I, I, our, our yeah. thing, man, was back in the day, man. It was always the perception that you saw what people put out there. But like you said, when they in public. Oh, they smiling, happy, joking, joking. Right. But when right. you find out later on 
Then man, like you said, they've been having domestic quarrels, man. Yeah. They've been leaving the house. Yeah. He done throwed all his stuff out the, out on the front lawn. You yeah. find all that stuff out, man. Mm-hmm. But you never knew it was festering. And that's, so that's right. the same way it is. Social mm-hmm. media, again, we put out this false persona, false perception of mm-hmm. what's going on. But that ain't really how it is, man. It be some oh. struggles going on. Yeah. And like you said, people not going to put the struggles out there, man. No. Yeah. But with yeah. that, with, so in that, right. in that, in that same vein, in that same vein, have you, do you have some positive role models as far as marriage where you're trying to go mm-hmm. that you've seen that have worked yeah. in the black in the black community? Yeah, so my brother and his wife, well, both my brothers, they're both married. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother mm-hmm. Zeke and his wife, they, mm-hmm. they've been together. And he's like, he's what, like, so how, well, let me backtrack. So I, like I said, my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, how she was raised was, you know, the traditional. Yeah. Man is head of household, mm-hmm. you know, women. She could still work. My mom still believes women can still work and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as the man, you're supposed yeah. to provide. Oh, yeah. That's always oh, how I've been brought yeah. up. You yeah. said traditional. Yeah. That's biblical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's and that's why, well, that's why I say yeah. traditional because a lot of people yeah. like, and, and I don't mind like, you know, women mm-hmm. wanting to be independent yeah, or anything man. like that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Do what yeah. you want to do. See, that's an agreement that yeah. you that you have in your household. Exactly. If you're in a marriage and you and your wife decide, well, she say, I want to work too. He's like, well, okay, I'm cool. If you want to work, that's fine. But still, no, you know, I'm supposed to be the one provide. So exactly. if something happens, I'm still, I'm still going to be I there. You. I got yeah. you. Yeah. But if you want to work, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am. I don't know about no other. Exactly. You know and, but, you know. That, but then, that, then on the flip side, if you don't want to work, we have to agree to have this type of lifestyle. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's right. all about understanding uh, what works for your relationship. Right. That's yes. it. And that's, that's the it. biggest thing. Uh, but, I mean, that's growing it. up, I really didn't have any, like, marriages that I could say, hey, let me it's look up to that yeah. to say, okay, right. well, mm-hmm. this is what it needs to look like. Because yeah. mm-hmm. my mom, like I said, single mom, working mm-hmm. two jobs, mm-hmm. just trying mm-hmm. to make sure, hey... Mm-hmm. This is how I need to provide for y'all. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I love, I love my mom to death. I do anything for my mom. The one thing I loved and her was she never said, okay, well, hey, listen, this is, she never gave up on us. And she never, she always said, hey, this is how you treat a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, mm-hmm. like, when I went, like, early in the earlier segment, I was like, you know, I'm a lover boy. That's yeah. because of my mom. Oh, yeah. My mom always right. said, you know, you Most know, definitely. this is the way to get a girl. Yeah. You do this. Yeah. You do yeah. this. Yeah. The little things like that. Yeah. So that's what I kind of had to look up to. Right. So as right. I got older and I started to understand, okay, well, hey, listen, there are certain things I can't say. There's certain things I can. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's when I would have to go to, like, my older brother Zeke or my older brother Shamel. Hey, okay, mm-hmm. well, hey, in your relationship, if your girlfriend or, you know, your, your wife did this, what would you do? Yeah. And that's that accountability. That's the accountability. And the one thing that I respect about by my brother Zeke is he's yeah. one of those type of people, like, he he says, like, hey, sometimes some stuff don't need to be said, but it needs to be said. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, you know, mm-hmm. not everybody wants to hear that wrong, yeah. but, you know, yeah. he'll yeah. call me out. Like, hey, yeah. nah, Warren, that ain't. And it's, nah. it's not necessarily what you say, but it's how you say it. It's always how you yeah. say it. Yeah. It's always how yeah. you say it. Because yeah. it, 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 it's like, it's your tone in how you say it. Yes, mm. sir. It could be the delivery and the way you've said it. Yes, sir. The certain words yes. that you put in it. Sometimes, yes. you know, you could just yes. take one word out and it's a totally different sentence. Yes. Yeah. This is true. So Ooh, that's really what it is, Ooh, man. This is true. That's really what, that's all it is. That's true. Ooh, that's that's really is so good to talk like we talking like we face to face right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just said, that texting thing. Mm. Hey man, you could be texting yeah. and somebody <laughs> be like, well, you sound like you was mad. Yeah. You mean I sound like I was mad on a text? Yeah. How did I sound like I was mad? <laughs> exactly. you know what I'm yeah. So yeah, that yeah. texting, man, now we got some yeah. serious stuff going on. We need to be face to face, man. Yeah, 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 that's real yes. right there. So even so yes. get that, even in relationship, if we texting. And it seemed like it kind of going south or whatever. Look, hey, let's let's settle this when we get together, yeah, man. Let's settle this yeah. when we get together. And that's one thing. That's one thing. Me and like me and K, because all relationships they have they have arguments. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. one thing. Oh, me yeah. and K do like you know if we if we had a disagreement, mm-hmm. we don't text about it. Yeah, I man. tell her, hey, listen, if I'm mad about something or she's mad about something, mm-hmm. hey, let, let's talk about it in person. Yes, yes. we'll sit down, yes. talk about it, yes. and then yes. okay, well, hey, this is why I did this. Okay, well, this is why I did this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is why I was mad. I was mm-hmm. mad because you said it this in this tone and mm-hmm. I didn't like that mm-hmm. and she's like okay well hey I didn't mean to say it in that way I didn't know this okay we moved past it mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. really what it's about cause yeah. you texting like you may say oh well 
you may accidentally text in all caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She immediately yeah. think you yelling. Yeah. So you yelling at me now. Yeah. No. I ain't yelling. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. Exactly. I Spell check. I don't know why. It, it always capitalizes hell. I don't know why. I didn't do it. I just about to say, before you hit that scene, yeah. it's the correct. It's the correct everything. Dude, dude, dude. Man, it's so funny, man, because it's true. But I, I think, man, that, that shows a sign of, uh, it shows a sign of maturity. Yeah. Man, yeah. because it be times, man. Back in my old relationships in high school, man, I'm at the cafeteria texting novels. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about thumbs is moving. I'm 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 in a path towards carpal tunnel, like right then and there, because I'm texting a whole book about what I could just talk about. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, and man. that just that it's funny, man, because that shows a a sign of maturity. Um, one at the age that we at now. Well, man, I ain't got time, man, to keep moving my you thumbs like that. You got too like much this. to say. Yeah. Twitter fingers, as, yeah. as they call it. I ain't yeah. got time for that, man. But to be able to be mature enough, and I think having a partner mm-hmm. that reciprocates that same energy, That's what it, it just sets you up in such a better playing field, man, to be able to sit your partner down and y'all legit have effective communication. Yes. Because it's a difference, in my opinion, between communication and effective communication. Mm -hmm. If we are effectively communicating, not only do you understand what I'm saying, but you're comprehending what I'm saying. Not only are you hearing what I'm saying, but you're listening to what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Totally different, you know, aspects to what effective communication should look like. And that's going to spin off to uh, another question that I got for you, man. Um, In terms of your relationship with you and Kayla. Give me three things that you can say that your relationship has stood strong on and those three things will lead y'all into the altar moving forward. Uh, I would say the first things first is uh, effective communication. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Like we... Since we first started dating, it's always been okay. Well, hey, listen, what are you doing? What are you doing? And understanding. Mm -hmm. Listening to understand not listening to respond yes sir Mm -hmm. so that i would say that's the first thing the second thing is uh man i don't think and i'm not gonna get emotional but i don't think a a woman has ever loved me how she's loved me like she she got love for me like anything i need i know they're they're because i don't have too much family here in nashville Mm -hmm. right i got my two brothers my mom and i think i got a cousin Mm -hmm. yeah but i know If yeah. if I gotta call K, yeah. she dropping whatever and she yeah. got my back. So, so that's that's so the second thing. So and I think yeah. the third thing is just like I, like I said earlier, it's, it's the relationship with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. That goes mm-hmm. so long for me, mm-hmm. and it's different mm-hmm. for everybody. But that goes so long for me because mm-hmm. they. I don't, well, you wouldn't know because you ain't got kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you of course you're married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to find a girl when you got two kids is dang near like trying to find a job when you got hey, felonies. I, 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 I just want y'all to understand that. I'm listening here, sitting here listening to you talk about man. it, young lady. I know. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, I never forget uh, she when I knew that she was the one that I wanted her to be my girlfriend was mm-hmm. she had came over. She had texted me uh, one night. This one I was still living in Hensfield. She's like, hey, you, you busy? I was like, nah. I was like, and I asked, I was like, hey, can you come over? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I was like, well, I got Zion. I was like, I just put him to sleep. Is that cool? She's like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't mind, whatever. Right. And she sat down and we probably on the couch and we had probably like a two or three hour conversation. Wow. And she was just asking, like drilling me, like the personals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so why do you have two kids? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you still messing with any of your baby moms? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have that tough conversation. Yeah, man. And sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of women are scared to have those conversations. Right. But not her. Right. Like, if she's right. uncomfortable about something, she's going to say it. Yeah. And that's the yeah, one yeah. thing that I'm always going to say. I always tell her, say what you... If something's on your mind, say it. Say it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's always yeah. going to be on delivery on how you say it. But yeah. that conversation kind of catapulted our friendship into her, me realizing. When I had that conversation with her... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, she she don't care about me being six nine no more. She she. Gonna, <laughs> I know my height keep going up. I know she went from six three to six <laughs> nine. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I, I, I don't know what my driver's license say, but you know. So yeah. Silly, when, when I had that conversation, I knew I was like, hey, yeah, yeah she she she. Yeah. I think she likes me. Yeah. I think I got it. Yeah, that's cool. And Junebug, yeah. you know. Like yeah, he knows, like y'all, man. I would I always I tell him, like, man, yeah. and, and it's funny. I don't know, if, I don't know if I could talk about, you know, that contract we had. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that contract. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you can elaborate on. So yeah, so me and Junk, me and Jonathan had a thing where we was like, hey, for what was it, last twenty nineteen, what twenty twenty, we was like, we're not getting a relationship. We was like, free agents. Yep. We not gonna get in no relationship
a golden situation, yeah. it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Six months into 2020, oh I'm booed up. Man, oh, man, literally. Man. literally. literally. What? Literally. Not how this was supposed dude. to go. Yeah. Yeah, but we, our disclaimer yeah. was if we yeah. met somebody that we couldn't, like, we couldn't pass it up. We can honestly see some men. Yeah. We gotta go ahead and just rip it up yeah. and say, hey, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And okay. when I met Kay, yeah. I was like, yeah, I just gotta go. I told you, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm gone. I don't want these streets, it's not for me. I don't want it, man. No, I, Warren is absolutely right, man. I uh, we did make a pat, man, and we used the NBA analogy that we was free agents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, man, these streets ain't made for lover boys, man. Like it, it really ain't, man. But again, I'm 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 truly truly proud, man, to say that I seen Warren, you know, prior to the relationship in terms of him trying to get Kayla. So to speak, man. And we'd have those talks, man. We'd have those venting sessions where he would be like, man, Bug, man, I really like a man. And, you know, I just like where we at right now, man. And by the time I looked up, man, he was like, that's my gal now, you know. Mm-hmm. So just to see, again, man, that maturation, man, how hearing turned into listening, how understanding turned into comprehension, how mm-hmm. they both are able to relate to each other in so many different ways mm-hmm. when they've come from two different backgrounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's big, man. I just think it's big because like Warren said, man, when you are a black man that has a child or two, so to speak, it's hard to try to find a woman, you know, that, that that first off respects that mm-hmm. and then first off trusts you enough to know that you won't essentially go back to those previous relationships mm-hmm. yeah. while you're in the relationship with yeah. them, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, nah, man, I I, I, I surely, man, understand that, man. Pop. And then, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, too, it's just when, you, when y'all have an understanding like y'all have, it's good to get the baggage out the way, man. Right. Because every right. every person coming to a relationship, they got baggage. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to get the baggage out up front, man. Just go ahead and put them. We, we at the BMVT table. Go ahead yeah. and put the bags on the table. Yeah. Let's look at them. Let's analyze and see can we deal with this right up front right. before we get six months down the road exactly. and be like, yeah. man, you know what? You I, you got to take that bag back. I can't deal with that. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's always yeah. good coming in. Just put all this stuff out here, cause don't don't have me somewhere in the relationship, and all of a sudden you pull something out the closet on me. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Exactly. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need yeah. to go down that route. But you know, a lot of people yeah. scared to have those conversations. Oh, yeah. but, like a lot of people but, scared to hide that, then they hide that baggage. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. got to pull yeah. them out, man. Because yeah. if you got issues, man, I'm pull like this. And I'm going to go Bible with this one. Mm. What's said in the dog will come to the light. Yeah, it's exactly. going to come out yeah, sooner or exactly. later, man. Exactly. It's going to come out, man. So exactly. you might want well go ahead exactly. and get it now, man. Yeah. Go ahead and put it out here. Mm. So if you want to deal with that, then we can. Yeah. If you don't, then we go our separate ways exactly. or we kick yeah. it or whatever we do. But yeah. we know that we're not going to be that serious because I can't deal with that. Exactly. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? add on to that, yeah. too, like when we had that conversation when she came to the house, mm. When we like, it was a serious conversation about my baggage, her baggage, everything mm-hmm. along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. But I told her, I was like, "Hey, the reason I'm telling you all of this yeah. is because I never want you to be in a situation because I hate being in a situation. I never want you to say, hey, I didn't know.' Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. I never, and yeah. that's why I'm yeah. always clear yeah. or I say things mm-hmm. or I, like she doesn't get mad at it anymore. But mm-hmm. I would always ask, "Hey, are you sure?" Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hey, or ask mm-hmm. a lot of questions. And I always say, yeah, hey, I just need confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if yeah. we three months in, if we three months down the road, mm-hmm. and then you say, oh, I didn't know. Well, hey, we had a conversation about mm-hmm. that, remember? Mm-hmm. And we had confirmation that we both had yeah, an understanding understand. that we yes, knew. Yes, okay, well, hey, yes, we weren't going to do that. Or we, yes, this sir. is what we're not going to do. Yes, yeah. I never yes, want to make it in my past. I could honestly say, mm-hmm. I did do that before. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't give mm-hmm. women confirmation. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but... As I got older, it was like, hey, you know, you got to understand, hey, that person has feelings just like you. So So it's like, you know, if you get that confirmation, you get those things. It just makes everything just run a lot smoother. This is true, man. Exactly. This is true, man. Man, um, I'm going to give you one more closing question, man, that I think I asked um, against somebody else um, within our season. Um, And again, Nash, we want to thank you guys for joining us. This is the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage and a Black Man with Warren Thomas. Closing question for you, man. I use this analogy a lot uh, when I explain um, trauma and when I explain um, healing. If I'm here right now and I cut you, so to speak, you know, and you're bleeding. Essentially, you're bleeding. And naturally, when you have a wound, you should allow that wound. You dry it up, dry the blood up, throw a Band-Aid on it. Band-Aid end up, ends up falling off in, in, in time. Right. You scab. Scab falls off. Mm-hmm. Now you're just sitting there with a scar, but the scar's healed. Right. 
relating that to the black relationships, what is it about black men and black women to where we will go into another relationship, another situation from the previous situation of being cut, mm-hmm. being bruised emotionally. We get into a newer situation, still bleeding, mm. still with mm. the wounds kind of open, still with the 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 just just you, you, you're exposed. Right. Instead of us healing, allowing that Band-Aid to get on there, dry that blood up. Scab gets there. Scab falls off. Why is it that we hop into other relationships and don't heal? What is what is it with that? With our with our culture? I think it's a lot of people don't know how to be alone. That's the first thing. Damn, so you're so you're so big on well, yeah. shoot, I just got a three year relationship and I was with that person for four years. Yeah. But you know, we were together three, we lived together, did this. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you're so comfortable to having somebody. Yeah. And it's like yeah. sometimes you just gotta know that. It's okay to be alone. Be alone. Mm-hmm. It's okay to love yourself yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And the one yeah, thing I always yeah, say yeah, is, yeah, and I mean, yeah. you could say, you know, um, you know, I did whatever, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's one thing that I never do into any of my relationships. I never mm-hmm. bring any baggage from whatever. There you go. And you go. I, because I'm the type of person, I do it with work, I do it with mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. I cut my losses and mm-hmm. go start all over with somebody else. If I'm not happy or my mental is not right, not I just yeah. cut it all loose. Because yeah. my thing yeah. is, if I'm dating, if I'm coming into a new situation, mm-hmm. this person, Kayla, for instance, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. had no bearings on what happened in my relationship with this person, this person, True. this person. True. So it's True. not fair for me True. to bring that into that relationship exactly. and hurt you. Exactly. Same thing, yeah. vice versa. It's not yeah. fair for her to bring that into my relationship. Exactly. That's why it's exactly. important to have exactly. those baggage conversations. Yeah. Like, okay, well, yeah. hey, these are some of the things I struggle with. Yes. Okay, well, we can yeah. build on this together yeah. and I can help you get through that. Yeah. These are some yeah. of the things I struggle with. Okay, well, he can build on this together. Because yeah. if you're trying to build on that, yeah. instead of you coming into it, hiding it, and it's mm-hmm. five to six months in, Come and on. then that comes up, Come then it's like, okay, well, hey, listen, we could have had this conversation five months ago, and I could exactly. have told you I didn't like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. that's really what it's all about, exactly. man, you know? Exactly. And I tell I tell my, my friends this all the time, like, mm-hmm. I tell them, hey, listen, straight up, if you're mm-hmm. in a relationship and you're not happy, if you a girl, there's enough men out here that would give you what you're not looking for in that relationship. True. Same thing for guys. True. True. If there's a woman True. out here that is for you. Yeah. You yeah. can't stay yeah. and stick there just because, okay, well, hey, you're comfortable. Yeah. That's not yeah. comfortable is not happiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. So, yeah. So, that's really, you know, I, I try to go into everything with an open mind. Man, man. Mm-hmm. That's big, man. Um, yeah. Pops, if yeah. you don't have anything, man. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you one more, one more question, man. Cause I, yeah. I never yeah. heard him refer to him. And I'm not hoping I'm not touching on them. Nothing that's un- unhealed. Mm-hmm. How is your relationship with your father? So, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I actually, I ne- my father wasn't in my life growing up. Mm-hmm. But I actually met my father. Well, I had met him like when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. But I met him, had a first conversation with him mm-hmm. last year, September. He's, wow. he's in New York. Wow. Yeah. First conversation, met him. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Wow. And uh, it, my mom, go back to her. One day I came home. I was like, hey, my, I, I, need to, I need to reach out to my dad. I need to figure, figure wow. out how to get in contact with him. Wow. And yeah. she called her sister. Yeah. Her sister ended up, he, had a, he has a daughter and who is my sister, yeah, technically. Right, 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 and me and her have right. a great relationship. Awesome. Her, her and him don't. But awesome. like she yeah. was like, hey, you know, I've always wanted a little brother. Yeah. And I hit her up on Facebook. And yeah. it's funny, she does a podcast in New York, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. I hit her up. Hey, wow. you know, is, yeah. is Selwyn, is that your dad? And she was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, that's my wow. dad. Called her. And, you know, we went to New York last year for a funeral. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I told him, hey, I'm going to be in town. I would love to see you. Mm. Met him, talked to him. We still talk on yeah. and off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like He has my number. He could call me anytime. I call me anytime. So, you know, I'm right. still trying to repair that. There you go. Um, there you and, go. But I don't. Like, you know, I asked him, hey, you know, mm-hmm. why didn't you come look for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and in 96, 97, I mean, we didn't have the technology that we had. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I couldn't say, you know. I couldn't hold that against them. Yeah. Because yeah. what did me holding that 24, 25 years, what is that going to do for our relationship now? So, that's you know, big, that was the biggest thing that's for big, me. Big, I had to big, I had to grow up and realize, like, hey, I can't keep blaming him yeah. or saying, hey, it's your fault. Yeah. What, like you said, 
what can I do in this situation mm-hmm. to make it different? Mm-hmm. Or what can I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. What could I have done in that situation? Me as a kid, there's nothing I could have done. Right. Like that was right. his choice. Right. But what I can do is I can change the outcome of it now. I can say, okay, well, hey, listen, I can build a relationship with you. So now, even though you didn't have a relationship with me, you can have a relationship yeah. with your grandkids. Man, I love that, man. Man, I, I commend you for that, brother. Yeah, yeah, I commend you for that, man, because what you're doing is what we're trying to do with this podcast. Regardless of our backgrounds, and some of them are bad, mm-hmm. but we're still trying to change the narrative of the, of the black man. That's gotcha. what you know, we're trying to do, man. Well, so I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Hey, man, with that being said, I'm going to leave you with this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how you're going to take but I'm just going to say it anyway. If you know you got the right one, don't keep waiting. Mm-hmm. Life is short. Don't keep waiting, man. Yeah. I just said this on the last podcast. If I'd have known back then mm-hmm. what I knew now, I'd have married my wife five years earlier. Really? Yes, sir. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And she know it, too. She know it. Yeah. I'd have got her five years earlier. I'm talking about don't let money be your decision maker. We got to get our money right. Mm-hmm. Don't let that be a decision maker. We got to get us a house. Don't let that be a decision maker. You get married and y'all find somewhere to stay. Stay with the mama. Stay, find, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Do something. But y'all together and y'all doing it the right way. Because right. You, you from, from because what I'm hearing, everything you just said, you know how to build it. Y'all going to build it together. Right. You already got that piece down. Right. You just got to put the ring on it now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kayla listening to this too, I'm sure. But <laughs> she's gonna listen to this. Yeah, she's gonna listen to this. She's gonna smile. Man. Oh, K Nashville, Nashville. We want to thank you guys again yeah, for tuning in to your favorite podcast without this Monday doubt. morning. The Black Man Vento Podcast. Good morning, Nashville. You've heard a Black Man Vent today. This is the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage and a Black Man with my guy Warren Thomas. We're yes. gonna go ahead and close out, but Nashville, again, we want to thank you guys for yes. your support. Pops. Yeah. Nashville, like we always say, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can and you came with what you can. This has been another episode of the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning.